You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2021 NBA Final Mock Draft from the Draft Dummies here at NBA Locked On NBA Draft. You're going to want to stay tuned for this. NBA Draft goat Chad Ford and Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow plus Locked On NBA host John Corrales will all be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It is the Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. So get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow the Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th, the day of the draft at 7 p.m. Eastern. You are Locked On the NBA Draft. As always, you are joined by first me, one of your co-hosts, Sam Ferris, and of course, my co-host, the fabulous Cody Wright. And we are finally at the week of the draft. So, of course, we have to do our final mock draft. Um, The excitement level is pretty high leading up. This is kind of all the work we've been putting in. Uh, Cody, how's it going for you today? It's going really well. The draft is tomorrow. I am so excited for this. Um, This is what we work all year for. Can't wait to see how it all shakes out. So, of course, we are doing our final mock draft today. We just want to shake it up just a little bit because oftentimes we find ourselves focusing mostly on the top of the draft. But Cody and I like to talk about all the different picks throughout the first and second round. So in order to do that today, we are going to do kind of like a uh, NBA 2K simulate the top five picks. We kind of already have a very good idea of how the first five picks are going to be. But I think the draft really starts at six. So, Cody, I'm just going to read the top five picks in the order that I think they're going to happen. And then we're going to start the draft at six because, again, I think that's where the excitement and the intrigue really begins. So the Pistons, I have taking Cade one, the Rockets taking Jalen Green two, the Cavs taking Mobley at three, the Toronto Raptors taking Jalen Suggs at four, and then the Magic taking Barnes at five. I've said for a while now that I really believe Barnes is going to go top five, and it seems to be, I wouldn't call it a lock at this point, but it seems very, very likely. So we're going to start at six. And Cody, I'm going to let you have the first pick there. Those five guys are off the board, and now the Thunder have the pick at six, and you're on the clock. Well, last year we saw Patrick Williams fly up draft boards right before the draft and end up in the top five. This year, I think the same thing's happening with James Booknight. I think Oklahoma City takes him six. He was just quoted uh, after working out with them how fun he'd think a backcourt of him and Shea Gilgis-Alexander would be. Uh, they also got Lou Dort there. And, um, yeah, so I, I think most likely it's James Booknight here. Of course, that, that could be wrong, but I'm going James Booknight at number six for the Thunder. All right, so at seven then, a guy that seems to have slid a little bit I personally believe at this point in time that the Warriors picking at seven will mostly be deciding between whichever falls of Kaminga and Booknight. With the two picks in the lottery, I see the Warriors taking kind of a swing at seven and then maybe taking an older guy 
a guy that's more safe or ready that can come in and play for the Warriors right away. Uh, so I'm going Kaminga at seven to the Warriors. Cody, me personally, and I think you'd agree, that really is not the guy that I would go, but I think that's the way that the draft is going to end up shaking out in terms of the top seven of the lottery here. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, I don't know, Sam and I, not to be mean, but we just kind of laugh at the Warriors turning those Timberwolf picks into Wiseman and uh, Kaminga, a guy that we're not as high on, a guy that has a long ways to go uh, basketball IQ wise, consistency wise, uh, before he's ever, you know, a player that can contribute to a winning team. Yep. And so next up is the Orlando magic again at five. We had them slated in as taking Scotty Barnes. This would be their second pick of the lottery. I'm very excited, you know, to see on draft night, how they add to this young core that they've established. Um, Cody, do you kind of have an idea of what you think you might see from them on draft night? Well, it would be like the magic uh, to get some rangy forward that has some, you know, improving to do like Scotty Barnes. They have Jonathan Isaac, Chuma. Uh, But in this case, I think that they'd probably go Moses Moody. He's a guy I really like as well. Uh, A 6'6 wing that can you know, flat out shoot the ball. I think he would pair really nicely uh, as a wing uh, with the young backcourt that they do have right now with Fultz and Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton. He's going to space the floor for you and shoot the ball extremely well. And he's going to be able to guard wings on the other end. A very high IQ player. Uh, One of the very, very rare players, uh, freshman to average over 16 points per game with such a little usage rate uh he he can get buckets without having to be the focal point uh, he's a great complimentary piece i really like moses moody i think he's around top six in this draft so getting him at eight i think would be great for the magic yeah not only great value at eight because i also have him at six on my board but you know certainly like you said the magic have a type they like taking these long rangey wings but i mean cody when you talk about actually putting out a functional NBA offense at some point you do need spacing and Moses Moody can provide that spacing. Like you said, he doesn't need high usage. He can be a guy that spots up or moves very well off the ball, but like Cody and I have harped on throughout, you know, this entire process, he does have underrated shot creation potential. So I love the balance of the floor that he provides is kind of a three and D ish wing with the upside. So I like the pick there. Um, did you want to add something before I move on to the Kings? No, let's get on to number nine. All right. So for the Kings at nine, there's been rumored that Franz Wagner does have a promise in the top 10. And I personally believe that it is from the Sacramento Kings. So I'm going Franz Wagner here at 10. To me, that's solid value. I have him just a few spots lower on my board. But when you talk about the fit here, I believe the Kings, I think they had the worst defense in the NBA last year. They've obviously got offensive talent. Um, But I think that Franz Wagner is one of the more underrated defensive prospects in this class. I might say he's the second or third in terms of ready to come in and contribute defensively right now. Maybe just behind Usman Garuba. Uh, I love how he rotates around the rim. I think he can guard the perimeter. Very high IQ guy. So the fit and the value there 
meet together, and I think that's the pick for the Kings at number nine. They would have two great connector types in Tyrese Halliburton yeah. and, and Franz. That that would be a fun offense to watch. All right, number 10 is now the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies via the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the chatter, maybe this is all smokescreen, but the chatter is that they're moving up for Josh Giddy. I've also heard they like Kaminga, but uh, with him off the board at this point and them not moving up any farther yet, uh, in this number 10 slot, I'm going with Josh Giddy for the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. This will give uh, another playmaker alongside Josh, someone that can take the keys to the offense. And Giddy is 6'8", 6'9", uh, has unbelievable court vision, very good at finding the open shooter. Uh, not the best athlete in the world, but good enough. Played really well at a young age in a tough NBL there in Australia. So uh, I like Giddy here at 10 for the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's kind of funny, right? When this trade materialized yesterday, I tweeted out that just from a draft perspective, I thought they might be trading up to get Giddy and maybe Moody would be the second guy. And right as I was tweeting that out, all kind of the major platforms like ESPN and The Athletic tweeted out the same thing. So I think Giddy is the guy that they might be targeting, again, unless they move up again. But it was exciting to see kind of the trade chatter begin, and we'll, be, we'll certainly be monitoring to see what other trades do occur. Um, now, I'm up at Charlotte 11. I think the first 10 picks, you know, I didn't need to think too much about them. I think... Not that they were all obvious, but I think I have an educated guess about each of those picks. At 11 is, to me, where it gets interesting, and I have to make a bit of a guess. Um, I th- <laughs> This is not the pick that I would make, Cody, but I think they need shooting, and I think they might reach slightly, and I'm going to slot in Corey Kispert, the sharpshooter from Gonzaga there. What would be kind of your quick thoughts uh, on the pick? Well, if anyone's listened to Sam and I, we do not think Kisper is a lottery-level guy. Absolutely someone that should be drafted and that could come in and space the floor. But he doesn't really give you anything else other than that. And we don't necessarily buy into any long-term NBA upside. Uh, but he was an All-American on a really good team. Shot the lights out of the ball uh, throughout the whole season. He's got great NBA size at 6'7". Uh, two 220 plus pounds so uh, there's there's rumors that you know he will be a lottery pick and that's what we've heard and so it would make sense uh, if charlotte goes with him at 11 yep and as you've probably noticed so far in this podcast the goal is to get through as many of these picks as we can we're going to give kind of our quick feedback but at the end of each segment cody and i will kind of give either our favorite or least favorite picks but uh, this is, again, kind of how we think the draft will shake out on draft night. Obviously, it's impossible to know everything. And that's why we do want to include these uh, these statements that, you know, if we do or do not really agree with these picks, because Kispert wouldn't be the pick that we would take. But I do think that that might be the direction they go on draft night. Uh, but next up, we've got the San Antonio Spurs on the clock at number 12. They're at an interesting point in terms of their roster construction with a lot of good young role players on their team. Cody, who do you have them slotted in to draft here? This one's pretty tough for me. I mean, when you think of the San Antonio Spurs, a lot of times you think international uh, prospects. So Sangoon is one that pops off the board here. 
I'm not entirely entirely sure though. Um, I think I think I am gonna go with Alperin mm-hmm. um, at number twelve for the Spurs. He is a 19 year old that had great production in a really tough league in Turkey. Uh, was the MVP of the league over there, and it's hard to argue with with the production he put up uh he's a high motor high energy player he makes a lot of stuff happen he moves really well really well and he's got the potential to really expand his game and kind of be perimeter oriented as well uh, so i think they go alperin here at 12 yeah to me i love that pick and i love both I like the value this is kind of the range i have him on my board in terms of my grade of him as a prospect but I like the fit there because I think they've got some nice pieces in terms of the wings and the guards. They can use a bit more shooting, but to get an offensive kind of hub, you know, at least in terms of the potential there. And I think, Cody, that they do have the defensive pieces to at least help hide some of maybe his potential weaknesses there. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, maybe this is wrong, but sometimes I think Pop is pretty stuck in his ways if he's still going to be involved. Yeah. And uh, they they have kind of a, a loaded front or backcourt and then a bunch of young wings as well with Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, to name a few. So I could see them going for a big here uh, to, you know, help with uh, Jakob Pertle and whatnot. So Sangoon could be the pick. So for the Pacers next up at 13, I'm going to go with a guy that has risen up lately in boards or at least in terms of the chatter that we've heard, he's worked out for the Warriors, and I, I don't think he's going to get past 15, honestly, for the Wizards, and that's Chris Duarte, a guy that I like, but Cody's even higher on. Uh, yeah, he's made his way up boards. He played well in the tournament. He is 24 years old, but it just seems like the momentum has taken him up into the middle of the first round there. Yeah, he's older. That's his knock. I think if he were 18, 19, 20, he would be a much higher pick. Uh, But we've seen older players, specifically some wings, step in and be productive right away. Cam Johnson is kind of the latest, a pick that was, you know, scoffed at and Mm -hmm. and mocked quite a bit uh, during the time, but was just a very uh, important piece in a finals run. So I love Duarte. He's going to defend really well. He can guard, you know, other wings and he can shoot the ball, and he can catch and shoot, or he can put the ball on the deck and get to his spot. So very versatile. Another guy that's going to play his role. He's going to play it well. He doesn't need touches per se. Uh, I think he's a plug-and-play from day one. All right, Cody, finish us off in terms of the lottery here with the second pick of the Golden State Warriors. So I wouldn't necessarily go this pick for them, but – I'm going to I'm going to do Davian Mitchell. Uh, He's a guy that, you know, has also risen up board since the tournament. Uh, A lot of teams seem to like him. And uh, I think the Warriors, if he falls to 14, end up taking him. Nico Mannion, obviously, I don't think is a long term piece there. And uh, Davian Mitchell just has a lot of momentum after shooting 45 percent from three and playing such terrific you know, uh, perimeter defense there at Baylor and Warriors need a guy that can handle and, uh, create and, uh, someone else that can, 
try and generate some offense for them. And Mitchell did a good job of it last year at Baylor with other talented uh, backcourt mates. And so I think they go Mitchell here if he falls to 14. All right. Well, coming up next, we are going to continue with the mock draft, but we're also going to do maybe our favorite and our least favorite picks from the lottery. Uh, But first, let's get into the break. So I got to talk about Built Bar because, as I've said over the past few months, I'm not a big protein bar guy, but Built Bar to me is the best tasting protein bar there is. They've got so many different flavors to choose from. You know, as I always say, I'm a berry guy, so I love the raspberry, I love the strawberry, uh, but there's flavors for everyone. And they're 100% covered in chocolate, too. But not only did they taste good, they also are healthy. Only 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So you're getting amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And of course, because you're listening to our show, you can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All righty, let's... Get back into this, Sam. I believe you are up with the Wizards at 15. Yeah. First, before we do that, I wanted to do uh, your maybe your favorite or least favorite pick, whatever stands out to you the most from the lottery. So if this is how it all goes down, my least favorite pick would probably be Kispert at 11. And I really like the Grizzlies getting Josh Giddy. Uh, for their young and upcoming squad at number 10. Yeah, I would second those as well. If I had to make, my favorite would be Giddy too, but I'll go different here just to mix it up. I like Moody at eight. I think it's a very good intersection of fit and value at that point in the draft. Um, And then my least favorite also would be Kispert. But after that, probably Davion Mitchell uh, at 14 is still just too high for me. I value him more in the 20s in terms of draft night. And I just don't know how much defensive versatility he's going to really provide in the NBA at six feet tall. So those are my worries. I think there are just better options on the board. Um, But yeah, am I, I think I'm up at 15. Yeah. What do you feel about if golden state takes Kaminga at seven? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm, I'm a Warriors fan, but just the fact that if they actually use these two you know, great picks that they've been able to get the last two years, you know, the down years as they're waiting again to challenge for the title in the next few years. If they end up with Kaminga and with Wiseman, to me, that's that's like a D minus F. Like that is as bad as it could have turned out. Uh, just two guy like if you play for the Warriors, you need to have high feel and IQ to play off of their stars. And they'll have drafted probably the two lowest field players in the lottery in two consecutive seasons. And that just really kind of undoes a lot of the culture that they've established over the last, what, five to ten years. Yeah, well said. And uh, they need to win now, like you said. All right, let's continue on. Number 15, Washington Wizards. There's They have been rumored uh, in lots of deals, of course, around Bradley Beal. We'll see if Westbrook is there next year. Yeah, so the thing is here, if they do keep Beal and Westbrook, I think it's totally different, obviously, even at the draft. Like, if they were to keep him versus trade, I think that really affects how they draft. So 
With that in mind, I'm going to say for this exercise, they're keeping both Beal and Westbrook. And in that case, that to me would continue this run of more experienced veteran guys. And I'm going to go Trey Murphy here. Again, if they were to deal their two guards and Beal and Westbrook, I think they'd take more of a younger upside-ish pick. But with those guys, I think they go with a guy that kind of fits around the guys they have now. Uh, I think they do need especially some spacing and defense. And Cody, that's what Trey Murphy provides. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on paper, he is a 3 and D wing in the NBA. A great size at 6'9", and has a great track record, track record of being able to shoot the ball from three. All right, so you're up with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another pick, one of the bevy of picks they've acquired over the last few years. Uh, when you know, As you go ahead and think about the pick you're going to make, if they've got 16 and 18 too, and obviously so many picks in the coming years. If I'm the Thunder, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'd either try to trade up in different drafts or just swing for the fences with these picks because they don't need three rookies from every class. They need one or two to really hit. And so that's kind of the course that I would go if I were in charge. Um, but where, what direction are you going to, are you going to go at 16? Well, at six, I had him take James Booknight. Uh, I think if this player falls to 16, there's no way the Thunder don't take him as a project, and that's Kai Jones. Uh, he is considered one of the highest upsides, you know, outside of the lottery in this class, just in his ability to move on the perimeter defensively and offensively and be able to catch and shoot. Uh, he projects as a guy that's going to be able to knock down NBA threes. And he is tremendous uh, defensively if he becomes more consistent. I mean, he's 6'11 and moves so well laterally, can potentially guard, you know, perimeter players and bigs alike in the NBA. But he is a project. It's going to take time. And uh, I think the Thunder would be one of the more uh, perfect spots for him. Yeah, I think that does qualify for a swing for the fences. So in this exercise, you'd be kind of following uh, maybe the direction that I would go. Um, I might have gone with a different swing if I were them, but he certainly has the potential to fill out at 6'11 with elite athleticism and some skill. Boomer bust type of guy. There's a lot of highlights, but there was also a lot of ineffectiveness at Texas, but certainly has the tools and has as high of upside as most guys left still on the board. So I like the pick there. Uh, I'm up again now with the Pelicans at number 17. Uh, they're also at an interesting point, especially with the trade they made rumors that they might be looking to acquire Kyle Lowry as well. So I think they might be looking as well for a guy that can come in and contribute. Um, the guy that I'm going to go with here, Cody is Usman Garuba. Uh, I think you can kind of talk your way around the fit with Zion Williamson, but one thing you can't really argue is he is ready to come in and contribute defensively in the NBA as a rookie, and that is something that you can very rarely say for a guy that young. Yeah, absolutely, and if they believe in his three-point shot, which he did spot up and take some threes at Real Madrid, if they believe in that coming around and being consistent, he would potentially be awesome with Zion. Yep. All right. So the Thunder are up again. If they don't end up trading some of these picks, 
I could see them trying to trade up on draft night, but for now they're still at 16 and 18. So you're up to draft for them again. To recap so far, they have taken James Booknight and Kai Jones. All right. So I think they go wing here uh, with an upside play. And that is Zaire Williams. I think a team is going to take him in the first round. And I wouldn't be surprised if BJ Boston ends up getting picked at the end of the first round. These are two guys uh, that, you know, were big time recruits uh, coming out of Sierra Canyon and both struggled as freshmen. It seems like Zaire has a little more momentum going into the draft right now. Uh, He's 6'9". I think in shoes he measured in even taller at the draft and in theory he should be able to shoot the ball well and um, he's actually pretty pretty good on the perimeter despite the the big knee brace he moves really well on the perimeter Uh, if he's a guy that buys in defensively and continues to improve you could see him turning into a cam reddish type a guy that struggled in college but you know the the physical tools and the talent was there it's just going to take him a little bit longer to get the ball rolling on that. So I'll go Zaire here. Oklahoma City, again, can be very patient with him. I think that's a pick. Yep, so another upside swing. And to me, Cody, I think Zaire Williams might, he might have the the largest or widest range on draft night. There's been rumors coming out lately that the Magic all the way up at number eight are considering him. They've had him in for workouts. Those are the rumors. I don't really buy that he's in play at number eight, but just the fact that his range might be eight through like 30 is pretty astounding. And that kind of illustrates the type of prospect that he is very, very disappointing freshman season, but certainly has the upside that a team could gamble on him even higher than he went 18 here. Um, I'm up at 19 with the Knicks and I'm going to go with Isaiah Jackson. Uh, Seems like a Knicks type player in terms of the athleticism, the defense, the upside. To me, he's the best big left on the board, and that makes sense there for the Knicks at 19. I think that is the direction that they would go in this circumstance. I like it. All right, Atlanta Hawks at number 20. So I actually think they go with a backcourt player here. I am going to go with Jared Butler at number 20 for them. Uh, luckily, Butler has been uh, he's been cleared to play and enter the NBA, so that is amazing news. Couldn't be more happy for him. He's, you know, by all accounts, a stellar individual, and he's someone that is a little bit older, but is also kind of a plug and play, a guy that can play off ball. He did with Davian Mitchell this last year. And uh, gets after it defensively. When he's on ball, he is a great handle, a great passer, uh, is good at getting to the rim, putting pressure on the rim, and he can spot up, catch and shoot as well. So he's just a very versatile player for being a little bit smaller of a guard. So I like Jared Butler there at 20. Yeah, I think if Butler were two inches taller, Cody, I think he'd be pretty much a lock to go lottery. I'd say top 10 even. But at 6'3", I view him as, you know, he's a combo guard. He can play the point, but I think it's valuable that he can play both backcourt positions, and he's a good defensive player as well. Um, the the Knicks are up again for me at 21. Cody, I, I don't know what direction they're going to go, but I have, I have to pick Sharif Cooper here. 
because I just I want to talk this into existence. It is the perfect fit there. They need a guy that can get into the lane that can create a bit. And I have him significantly higher. I know you do, too. I actually have him graded out as the seventh best prospect in this class. So it'd be ridiculous value and perfect upside. To me, this would basically be a no-brainer pick. I've seen mocks of him falling even further. I personally don't think that should be the case. But I'm going to talk this into existence here, Cody. And I'm going Sharif Cooper at 21 to the Knicks. I like it. I would love that pick as well. Such a fun player. He'd be perfect in Madison Square Garden. And he's a guy, if he was with uh, Coach Tibbs, and Tibbs really got him to get after it defensively, I actually think he can be just fine on that area. Obviously, limited size-wise, but he he could do fine. He moves his feet so well. When he's engaged, uh, watching the film this last year, he can really keep guys in front of his chest. Yep, so Cody, why don't you take the Lakers for the last pick in this segment, and then we'll go ahead and quickly finish the first round in the final segment. So here with the Lakers... It's actually between two teammates for me, and uh, I want to go Springer, but I think Keon Johnson might come off the board first, just a little bit more athletic, not as polished as Jaden Springer is, but I think they go with Keon Johnson. Uh, Didn't measure as tall as people would hope to be a wing at the next level, but he had, you know, one of the record-setting vertical leaps at the Combine. phenomenal athlete and a guy that you know if the skill and talent starts to get polished and come around uh, he he's got the NBA athleticism for sure I'm going with Keon Johnson for the Lakers at 22. All right coming up in the final segment we will finish the first round of this mock draft but first we'll talk about a few guys that maybe have slid down the board and that kind of surprised us in how far they've dropped here in this mock draft. But first, let's get into the break. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you and your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers at home and you have access to rockauto.com. Rock Auto is the best way to save time and money on all your auto part needs. Uh, It's reliably low prices for every customer. It's been a family business and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years now. Uh, Seriously, I tend to fix my own cars. I'm a YouTube mechanic and I use Rock Auto and I can get the part like sometimes like a hundred bucks cheaper, if not more on Rock Auto than at my local uh, auto part store. So check out Rock Auto, uh, right locked on in the how did you hear about us box uh, to let them know that you came from us. But go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Sam, where were we on this? Want to talk about some of the picks that you liked and disliked from the last segment there? Yeah, let's do that before we finish. And I just wanted to bring up, Cody, the Keon Johnson pick at number 22. Uh, You know, if we want to talk about guys that seem to maybe be falling 
in terms of the chatter that we're hearing leading up to the draft, two guys that come to mind, Cody, are Keon Johnson out of Tennessee and also Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Keon Johnson went 22 in this exercise. Jalen Johnson hasn't gone yet. Um, kind of maybe for different reasons, but that's that's played itself out here. I just keep that in mind that those are two guys that it seems like might end up going significantly lower than we would have thought two, three months uh, looking back. Yeah, that's what's interesting about this uh, exercise is because we're kind of going based off what we think will happen and some of the chatter that you hear around the league. And Jalen Johnson in the past would have been a top 10 throughout this draft process. And now we're hearing, you know, less teams are sold on him. And I mean, what we're through 22 picks now and he still hasn't been taken. Yeah, both guys were mocked as high as number six just a few months ago. And I think both are likely to go outside of the lottery, if not in the 20s now. But let's get back and finish this mock draft. Kind of interesting here coming up because the Houston Rockets have two picks now. Cody, I've tweeted that, you know, I, I think you'd agree. We love the top four of this class. But after that, I think it's pretty flat throughout the first round, right? So I actually really like the ranges that the Rockets are picking in. I think they've got Jalen Green at two, who we both love. And then they've got some darts to throw here at 23 and 24 to potentially hit on some upside guys. So I'll start at 23. I would I would take Jalen Johnson, and I think he makes sense at this point in the draft. So I'm going to slit him in here as the guy that I personally would see them taking, and I would also agree with this selection. So two Johnsons off the board in a row and both both the sliders that we discussed. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to go Jaden Springer here next. I think a lot of teams would consider him a value pick uh, at 24. So I think the Rockets go with Keon Johnson's teammate, Jaden Springer here. They have Kevin Porter Jr. And then, you know, if they take Jalen Green, they'll have Jalen Green. But Springer is an interesting uh, young player as well. He is kind of a guy that can play he's a combo guard ish but he's he's a guy that can fill in to different roles i think i wouldn't want to draft him to be my on ball rep guy but i think most people agree he's going to be really solid defensively and he's got a great frame good strength he'll be able to guard up in the nba and uh, a offensive player that hopefully will be able to space the floor he can get to his spots it's kind of his game is a little like slower. It kind of reminds me of slow-mo in a way, Kyle Anderson. Uh, it's not a lot of flash to it offensively, but I think if he falls to 24, Houston could scoop him up. Yeah. And to your point, if he goes 24, it's not likely that he's going to be, and he's going to end up being given like the keys to the offense or be a heavy on ball usage guy, especially in this scenario in Houston, they've already got Jalen green. They've already got KPG KPJ. Even Jalen Johnson can take some reps on the ball, too. So I think that's a good spot where he can join a young team, play through his mistakes, and also provide some defense that the team needs. The guy uh, I, I really think they'll take, but you already selected him, is Isaiah Jackson if he falls. But in this exercise, he's been he's been plunked. Yep. Okay, so the Clippers at 25. I'm going to go with Cam Thomas, Cody, a guy that seems to have risen in the last week. I thought he might go end of the first, maybe even early second, but now it seems like 
he's free. He's kind of free game outside of the lottery. He could go anywhere from like 15 to 30. So I have him slotted in here at 25 to the LA Clippers. All right. 26 is the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I just got to take my guy. It's been too long. I'm going Trey Mann here for the Nuggets at 26. Uh, Jamal Murray went down and they really lacked a perimeter shot creator. Uh, I think Trey Mann is going to be as good of that right off the bat as almost any player in this draft. The dude can put the ball on the deck and create space and make the shots he takes too. He's definitely uh, a guy that can not only, you know, make these moves, you know, I like to say varsity move JV finish for a lot of guys, but, uh, Trey Mann is someone that can finish off the plays as well. And so I think he'd be a good fit with the Nuggets as Jamal Murray is healing from that injury to uh, a guy that uh, is just tailor-made for the modern NBA. That's Trey Mann. Yeah, and when we talk about shot creators on the perimeter, I just slotted in the Clippers taking Cam Thomas at 25. I personally definitely prefer Trey Mann to Cam Thomas. So if it were me, I would reorder that and have Mann uh, obviously higher than Thomas, but even higher than that. I think we both have him graded higher on our personal boards. Um, at 27, the Brooklyn Nets are up. Obviously, they're just looking for some pieces to fill around the stars that they have. Again, another pick that I personally wouldn't make myself, but I'm going to take Dayron Sharp here. There have been rumors and chatter that he is in fantastic shape, that he's shooting the ball very well in workouts. He's a guy that rebounds, passes very well for a big. That's my favorite aspect of his game. And I think he's proven both at UNC and at Montverde in in high school that he can fit into a role, play his role. And I think he's a guy that looks like he's going to end up going first round now. So I'm going to take him at 27 for the Brooklyn Nets. I like it. Okay, 28, Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see what happens to their offseason. A lot of teams are calling about Ben Simmons. There's been reports that the organization can't even get a hold of him. Um, You know, watching them, I think they, like a lot of NBA teams, could use a guy that can create for himself and for others. Uh, I'm actually going to go, I think I'm going to go with Quentin Grimes here. He's a guy that has been rising up boards after his performance at the NBA Combine. Uh, He's someone that is a bucket getter. He can space the floor and shoot lights out off the catch, but he can also put the ball on the deck and make things uh, happen in the half court as well. And then defensively, I think he he projects to be very solid on that end as well. He's got NBA size at 6'6". And uh, someone that can stroke the ball that well, uh, I think at 28, is always a great selection. All right. The Phoenix Suns are on the clock at 29. And I'm going to take Nashawn Bones Highland out of VCU, the guy that can really fill it up from the perimeter. He's got range all the way out to the parking lot. Apparently, and it's no surprise, he's been shooting the lights out in these workouts. Uh, He's also moved his way up draft boards. Uh, got very good hands also defensively. He is uh, a guy that can come in and play. He kind of reminds me a little bit, if you're looking for a comparison, similar to Emmanuel quickly from last year's draft. And I think with that shooting and that length at the guard spot, that should be good value for the Phoenix Suns at 29. I like it. 
30th Utah Jazz, this is not a pick that I would do. But their whole thing is that they need wing defenders. They need wing defenders to get through the Western Conference. Uh, They need athletic guys out there. I don't know. I just have a bad feeling that they go with Josh Christopher here at 30. Uh, Not a guy that I particularly am very high on, but he was a big-time recruit. He's a very good athlete. Um, he's 6'4", 6'5", so not not as tall of a wing as you'd like. Uh, but I, I think he'll end up going in the first round uh, just based off his reputation and, and his athleticism alone. Uh, I got him 30th to the Jazz. Yeah, I don't mind that for the upside at that pick. The way you were describing it with the defensive stalwart on the wing, I thought you might have been going Herb Jones at that spot which to me would have been just slightly too high for him there. I don't think Christopher is going to play anytime soon for the Jazz, to be honest, but he's a guy that I think would probably be in the G League. They're just too deep and they're contending right now. But, uh, you know, that's fine for me as an upside pick. Um, Just to finish off here, Cody, we've gone through the whole first round. We've already taken plenty of time. Other than the picks we've already mentioned, why don't you give me your winner from this draft? Looking through quickly. If you want, I can go first yeah, while you I, look at the board. You said other than people we've already mentioned, though? Well, other than, like, the the top, the lottery that we talked about at the beginning. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, you go ahead. So, for me, again, I've, I've talked about this. I love the spots the Rockets are picking. To get Jalen Green, Jalen Johnson, and Jaden Springer, uh, I have Jalen Johnson and Jalen Green both top 10 on my board. I think Jalen Green has as high of upside as anyone in this class outside of Cade Cunningham. So that is a fantastic call. That is an A draft for me. Um, And I think that's a great start to the foundation that they're going to have to build. It's been a tough, you know, past year for Rockets fans, but I think this signals a good move in the right direction for them here. Yeah, and I already mentioned him earlier, uh, and we both are a big fan of this fit, but Josh Giddy to Memphis, I think, would do the Grizzlies wonders. Uh, someone that can handle the ball and make things happen, do some secondary playmaking. And Giddy, I mean, he has NBA size and NBA smarts already. Uh, like we talked about, he played in the NBL. NBL last year posted numerous triple doubles. Uh, he's a guy that has great feel, and I think he would be the perfect fit in Memphis to, to keep that offense humming around or humming when, when uh, jaw isn't around or playing at his best. So I really like Giddy in, uh, in Memphis. And just to finish up looking into the second round in terms of the best players available on my board, the two guys that I would mention would be miles McBride and JT Thor. And for me, it would be miles McBride and Austin Reeves who I love. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to add here? It's been fun, Cody. I'll I, I'll have this pulled up as the draft happens to see how poorly we do compared to the actual thing. Uh, obviously, our job is not to guess what GMs are going to do. I much prefer actually evaluating these prospects for myself. But yeah, we're just excited for the draft coming up just tomorrow now. It's already here. Yep. Can't wait for it. We'll see how it all uh, shakes out. I hope there's a bunch of trades shake up the league and we'll see thank you listeners
NBA draft goat Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and locked on NBA host John Carolis will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern.